and welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Plingerman. I'm a professional ADHD coach and a passionate supporter of individuals who are impacted in any way by ADHD and executive function skill challenges. In each podcast episode, I strive to share research, tried and true practices, or my own experiences in the hopes that it makes your life a little more ADHD friendly. Today, I'm going to be talking about a mid-year check-in. So we're almost at the halfway point of 2022. And I always think of it as a good time to reset and check in and see how are things going towards what your goals, intentions, aims, whatever word works for you for 2022 so far are going. And what would you do? What would you adjust? What prompts would you put in place to support the second half of 2022? So first thing I'm going to check in on is if you have a word of the year. Now I talked about this back in episode number 13. I shared what a word of the year is and how we can use a word of the year to support ourselves to stay connected to our our goals throughout the year. And if you have one, is it working? Are your prompts working for staying connected to it? If it's not working, would you change it? And if you change it, what prompts will you need to help you stay connected to it? What prompt might even work better? And by prompts, I mean often visual prompts, things that um, will alert you to remind you to stay connected to your word of the year um, theme for the year. So I wanted to share an update on mine. My word of the year for 2022 was time. And I had a grand plan of having a different time focus each month this year, starting with time blocking and time estimating in January and February, and then readjusting my time outlook in March. I was really connected to it in January, somewhat connected to it in February, lost the thread completely, even with my prompts and my calendar reminders, it just didn't stay sparkly. So I have decided to pivot to something that is more sparkly and I'm hoping will keep me connected to it with a little bit more ease. And that is my plan. I have several goals around 2022 that I'm using the 22 to connect to it. So I'm calling my updated word just 22. And that's reminding me if I have, as I shared in a previous episode about having 22 um, social connections goal to have 22 social outings this year, and I'm tracking that, I have several 22 related goals. So I've just changed my word to what I'm already working on to make it even more sparkly and to connect to it more easily. So if you don't have a word, but that's interesting to you, I invite you to check out episode 13 to hear more about that and explore what words might, or word might be a good word for the rest of the year or for the month, um, or even for the day. Sometimes you just need a word to, to hold a bit of structure around our intentions for a day. My next check-in is around if you had any goals or intentions or aims for this year, how are they going? How are you remembering them? So I have a list of questions that I'm going to check in with you and I invite you to rate them perhaps on a scale of one to 10, if that works for you, just to see where you are in the following areas. And I got these questions, um, they were really inspired by 
theonething.com, they have a seven circles exercise and I adapted them from that. So some of them are from there and some I've, I've included from other um, questions I've used in the past when I've done sessions on goal setting. So the first question, again, if it interests you to, to just note where you are and you can give a rating to it or just kind of note if there's something that you might want to put some structure around a goal in a specific area that if you're not feeling like it's where you want it to be. So the first one is, how are you doing with your physical health? The next, how are you doing with your sleep? How are you doing with your diet? And by diet, I really mean the quality of food that you're eating um, more than an actual diet. Just how are you doing with, with what you're putting in your body? And those I call the first three are, are the foundational pieces. If we're not supporting those three, um, they often impact everything else we're trying to do. But if we are supporting those three, again, they often positively impact the other things we're trying to do. So those are the first three. Next would be, how are you doing with your personal life? So that could be prioritizing time for your hobbies, things that make you the best version of yourself. The next, how are you doing with your key relationships? These are the most important relationships with your in your life. They could be with your partner. They could be with your children. They could be um, extended family members and friends, just how are you feeling like you're doing in your key relationships? Next question, how are you doing in your job or your business? So this could be the role that you play within a company, or it could be within your own business or even within your household. So how are you feeling that you're doing with that? How are you doing with prioritizing time for fun and play? We often don't prioritize that. And I've done another podcast on fun and play. So, you know, just thinking about, are you intentionally prioritizing time for yourself to recharge your own batteries with some fun and play. And then how are you doing with your finances? If there's one that's kind of hitting more, because again, we tend to um, feel like everything's equally important. So we, we want to do everything. Doing everything often results in us doing nothing. So I want to encourage you to, to really give yourself permission to focus on one area. And, and if there's one area that might even impact several areas. So I always go back to the foundation piece. If there's, um, if you're not getting the sleep you need to really wake up restored and refreshed each day, or you're not um, exercising or eating healthy, they might be areas that if you changed one of them, it might positively impact the others. My example is always exercise. If I'm exercising more, it automatically supports my sleep and it automatically supports me to eat more healthily because I'm thinking about the choices I'm making because I am exercising. It just naturally supports the others. So that's what I like to do is target one that's going to positively impact multiples. And then I'll invite you to explore if you changed one thing today that would better support yourself for the rest of 2022, what would it be? Just one thing. Or what would it give you if you made that change? So if you really think about putting something in place for yourself, what are you going to get for it? What's going to give you to have that? If we're not connecting to the benefits, it's really hard to put structure and have motivation to do things if we're not connecting to what's in it for me. What am I going to get from doing that? What will get in the way of you doing it? Of you reaching that goal? And what will what support will you need to accomplish that in the next six months? So when you think about what you're trying to achieve in the last half of 2022, what would help you to reach it? Is there something you could outsource? And then my last question is, what prompts will you need to remember that goal? So again, there are just some questions to think about. And I invite you, if you're listening to this, just pause and, and answer questions as they occur to you so that you're having a chance to really put some structure around 
what would positively impact my life? What would move me further beyond where I am right now in the last, the second half of 2022? And then one other list of questions I like to just help to pull something into focus to prioritize and and support ourselves to focus on one thing and not everything because we can do anything, but we cannot do everything. And that's when you think about this one thing that would be important to you that you're connecting to, you have energy for, you have interest in, or you can see the benefit to doing the one thing. How will you feel about it 10 days from now if you're doing it or you're working towards it? How about 10 weeks from now? What about 10 years from now? That's like a real stretch for a lot of us, but I like how it it can stretch our time horizon and make us think a little bit more concretely about the thing we're trying to do. And again, my example is exercise. If I'm walking five minutes a day is my goal. And I do that today and 10 days from now, I'm still doing it. I'm going to feel pretty good. If I'm doing it 10 weeks from now. I'm going to feel even better. If I've established that habit over 10 years, that's life-changing, but we have to give ourselves permission to start really small. And from where we are, if we're going to build to reach our goals. And so I do have a tool I'm going to share this week, and I'll have the link for this posted in the show notes. And it's a reframing tool is what I call it. And so I want to just share how I use it and invite you to make it your own. So I'm going to post a blank one that will look like this. And I'm just going to share the examples that I did for myself for some summer goals I have for myself. So I have goals in several areas of my life. First is personal. And what I've done is I'm going to show you one blank one. I have how to reframe and reframing is, is literally thinking about it in a way that's going to allow me to work past anything I'm resisting. So my first question is what is important or meaningful about this? So my first goal is to finish knitting a blanket that was a knit along. Um, I think I've shared in previous podcasts, if you've listened, how I love knitting and I've really gotten into knitting socks and that's very satisfying, but I started a knit along blanket in the fall and January, we were all coming together to, we knit it separately and then we come together and we finish up the blocks that we make. It's individual blocks that we will knit together. it was supposed to be done in January. I never finished the first block. So I never went to the <laughs> meeting where we assembled them because I never finished it. So I still have all the yarn. I have the pattern, but I've forgotten how to even do it because I got distracted with my socks and I don't remember how to pick up and keep going. And when I tried to do it, I actually made a mistake and I didn't know how to fix the mistake. So I just put it back down and I realized, okay, it's what I would really like to do this summer is finish it. And the question, what's meaningful about it is, is it's beautiful. And I really want to be able to see it on my sofa and snuggle under, under it in the fall. It will probably take me most of the summer to finish this. But it again, I'm connecting to what's in it for me. What's sparkly about it is having it finished in the fall, having that satisfaction of being able to use it. And then the next category is unhelpful or limiting thoughts. And the unhelpful thoughts are, I don't remember the pattern and how to make it look the way it's supposed to, because it has like lace in each square. And that's why I stopped because I, I don't know how to do it. And I made a mistake. And then the next prompt is what's an actionable or a doable step. And the actionable step was to schedule and pay for lessons in June to get help. And I did that. 
I scheduled three weeks in a row to hold me accountable. I made it the same day and time each week. So I, I literally know, okay, this is the day that I'm going for my knitting lesson and it's going to be easier for me to keep up with. And it's going to hold me accountable. And I know I can go get help. So if I made a mistake during the week, which I did, <laughs> I can literally just relax and be like, that's okay. I'll bring it for my lesson and I'll get the help I need. So I'm on the right track. If I need more lessons after that, I'll sign up for more, but I signed up for three initially because that was enough to get me started and past the resistance I was feeling for not remembering the pattern. I'll give you one more example of this to give you a little bit more context if, you, if this is a tool you want to use. Again, reframing what's going to get in the way of the goal. So my second one is um, a health goal. So I'm adding walking one mile five times a week to my exercise routine, just trying to build more of an intentional walking habit. So the what's in it for me is I will feel better um, and I know it's good for me. The unhelpful or limiting thought is I know I'm not going to want to do it in the, in the moment. I'm just not. And I also know that going alone is boring. So my actionable or doable steps around this are, um, my first one is I'm going to decide when, so I don't have to decide later. So I've decided to go first thing in the morning before I get fully ready. Otherwise I won't go. If I try to find another time later on, it will exhaust me. I'll be looking all day for a time and I won't do it. Number two is identify podcasts to listen to. So I did that. I identified podcasts that I'd be excited to listen to that I'm only going to listen to on my walk. So it's sparkly and I'm being pulled into it with more ease. And then the last one is I'm going to build in a reward each week that I check off five. I've, I've already tried to do this for a couple of weeks and it wasn't working. So I added the build in a reward to get to five because I've done three in a week, which is still better than nothing. And I'm happy about that, but I'm really trying to get to five. And before I adjust what my goal is, because I've considered lowering it to three a week or four a week, I really want to see if the reward helps me get to five. So I've built in a reward at the end of the week for every week I get to five. And I'm just going to experiment with that a little bit and see if it helps me to reach that with more ease. So that's what I call a reframing tool. It's reframing what a goal is, why it's sparkly, what could get in the way of it and identifying those things that can make it easier to reach the goal that's important or meaningful to me. So that's it. That's my check-in, mid-year check-in around word of the year goals. Um, one thing I want to mention as I'm signing off, because it's always something I share when I wrap up uh, each episode, and that's if you like this, if you found something in this helpful, please do subscribe and share it with others. My one of my 22 business goals in 2022 this year is to reach um, and have 100 subscribers to my YouTube channel. So I made a little thermometer on here, coloring where I am. Right now, I just went over 30. I'm at 31 and I'm trying to get to 100. And it's a slow process and I'm really okay with that. But I would like to just go ahead and announce, put it out there that I'm, I'm really trying to get to hundred because it gives me a unique link, which would be much more ADHD friendly for me to share a link. I describe, I get to name what the link is instead of this hundred character, really bulky link that I have to post when I share it in my newsletter and, and different platforms. So I really want the simple ADHD friendly link. And I can't do that on YouTube until I get a hundred subscribers. So that's what I'm going for. I hope that you found something in this episode helpful. If there's something that I shared that didn't resonate with you, please reach out and let me know. 
I'm always open to hearing both what worked and what didn't work so I can continue improving. And once again, until next time, I always end with tally-ho. Take care.